Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Whatever with me, your gracious host, Jonathan French. Let's get started. I do have to apologize, everybody, for such a long delay in new episode content and uploading. Um, January was a very busy, just active month for me. Um, I got invited to go do some hunting up in Monticello, Georgia for like two weekends in a row, um, which just ate up all my recording time. So I do apologize for that, and I hope everyone's having a great new year. Uh, It's kind of silly saying that halfway through February, but um, at least I can say that I've met all my New Year's resolutions so far, and that is because I didn't set any. No, no, I'm just kidding. I, I did set some um, in my mind. I didn't, like, write them down like the, you know, ceremonial thing to do. Where you write down a goal and then reference it. But I have had some goals that I've made for myself that I feel like I'm, you know, working towards and achieving so far, which is encouraging. Um, one of which is um, trying to focus more on, you know, my kids and, um, just spending time with them and, and things like that, you know, trying to be a better dad and better husband and, um, you know, focus on things I can control. You know, we'll talk about more of that later. Um, but yeah, like I, I mentioned, I got to go hunting some in January, which is neat for those that don't hunt or never hunted. It's, it can be very slow, tedious, you know, and uh, process and it's, you know, we were spending a lot of time in the dark. And so up in Monticello, Georgia, um, there's a hunting club that um, we were invited to come to. And so the guy, uh, the president of the club, said he wanted to put me in a particular stand, and uh, which is, you know, which is great. You know, it's very relaxing being out there. And... Um, so I'm going to describe this to you. So uh, I had one handicap on, on this particular hunting trip. Uh, my son Jackson, my five-year-old, almost six years old, uh, little boy, got my headlamp, you know, that just goes on your head, and he had lost it. And I forgot that he had um, been playing with that last year. And so when I got out, uh, was getting out of the truck to get ready to walk into the woods, and this guy was going to take me... Um, into the woods and take me to my spot. I realized I didn't have it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But thankfully, I did have my phone. Um, and y'all, I know that phone seems really bright in a dark room inside, but let me tell you, when you're outside in the pitch black, those phones don't do nothing. Like it, it illuminates just a foot or so in front of you. It doesn't illuminate much of anything around you, which is disorienting, and it's a little nerve-wracking, and, um, so, walking out there, and he said, all right, we're gonna go down this way, and he walked me to the spot, I crawled in this little, um, it was painted green, my favorite color green, it was this metal uh, corrugated building, this little, like, shed that they had built up on little stilts that was on the top of this slope that looked down over, uh, like this low point, this kind of little, 
like valley area that was kind of up an embankment up off like this little creek and so he said you know keep your eyes on that when the sun breaks you know you know we have deer that come through here behind you's a trail so they'll come up behind uh your stand and um you you know you get a shot so I sat there for a long time I didn't get a chance to see anything but what is neat about it is it's, it's so quiet and it's so dark that like while I was out there I just started contemplating you know some decisions I had to make and some directions I need to try to go this year and it gave me some just really needed peace and quiet to kind of hear my thoughts you know and um I you know it's kind of hard you know to explain how that feels you know but sometimes you can have so many things you want to do but life gets so busy that you know what your mind wants to tell you gets drowned out from what everything from what everything around you is saying all the time so it was really neat to be out there um I did have a cell phone reception so I wasn't completely isolated but it was neat to um have that clarity and um so that that was great um but then the the um the next time we were out there so you know you're out there for like four or five hours at a time we we got to the stand at like 5 30 and sun came up about an hour about 6 30 ish so about an hour later the sun's starting to come up which is really when you're supposed to be on alert because right at daybreak is when you know you're gonna have a really good shot um, of seeing something. Well, we get back to the little hunting uh, hunting club's cabin thing, and and I was telling him that we used to go bear hunting up in North Georgia years ago, and he said, "Oh, uh, we have bear out here too, and black panthers." Well, that struck me as just kind of disconcerting because. Um, I'd been walking out there all willy-nilly, you know, not thinking there was anything to have to be worried about other than, you know, maybe some little bobcats or, you know, but, you know, deer, obviously. Um, but to find out that there's been reports of black bear out there, and he said some have been captured on, like, trail cams. So the next trip out there, he said, you know how to get back out there, right? So he drove me up to the, the place, and I had to walk the rest of the way. I had to walk in this time. He didn't show me. I'm out there with like an extra sense of caution now and I'm walking um, down this like little teeny trail and let me so for y'all Lord of the Rings fans you know the scene from the Fellowship of the Rings which is the first movie in the trilogy when Frodo, Sam, Merry and Pippin roll like down the hill when they're running from Farmer Maggot's crop you know and they're they're being chased they they fall on the hill they land on that little road and they look down the road Frodo gets this eerie feeling you because the tree and then the trees kind of like grow up over the road and you can sense this um you 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 get a sense of the the uneasiness in Frodo that's kind of what I had going through my head because this this little path I was on was like not any wider than that and like heavy heavy trees on either side of me and in my mind you know just from everything I've been told about black bears you know for years is they're gonna see you long before you see them and so I was trying to 
and be extra careful and and just you know that gave me a new sense of you know urgency to get to my tree stand where I was well not tree stand it was an elevated box um and it, it was really great you know it, it was really good and <clears throat> you know there's I'm not typically a morning person but there are some things that I can be pretty chirpy about in the mornings if I'm you know uh um you know hunting obviously that's pretty cool um but my favorite thing and you know I like to golf and I can get up early to go golfing but my favorite thing is fishing I I can fish all day long like if if you put me on a lake uh, if you say let's go fishing I you don't even you don't even have to tell me when we're coming back because it doesn't matter like I just want to know when we're going to get up and when we're going to get there and if we're going on a boat well forget it I'll I'll live out on that boat with you uh I'll bring a cooler full of Slim Jims and cold Snickers and Gatorade, purple Gatorade, by the way, and maybe some dragon fruit, um, Red Bull in the green can. I'll live on that lake with you. So I can, you know, those are things. And like, I'm a roller coaster person. I love theme parks. So if you want to get, if you want to get to the theme park, the like in line, and you want to be waiting for them to open, I'm the guy for you. I'll, I'll do that. But I had a. Uh, but uh, in the years past, I had a funny uh, experience with an old buddy of mine that I used to hunt with. Um, we went up to uh, Manchester, Georgia, the hunt, and we got out there. We weren't, we went, we we didn't bring tents or anything. We um, literally just brought blankets and some pillows, and we just slept in the truck because we were going to get up and hunt. Uh, I think it was like Friday. So we got up there Thursday night. We were going to hunt on a Friday and like all day. And then we were going to come back over the weekend because he had something he had to do. I think uh, he was getting married. So I think it was something to do with, with the wedding preparations. Anyway, so it was, you know, he said, we're going to wake up at like 4.35. I'm like, and knowing this guy, I'm like, yeah, it ain't going to happen. So I set my alarm. Um, and I was, you know, ready to go. Because we were already dressed. We didn't have to get up and get ready. We just had to jump out of the truck and go. Well, you know, not to my surprise, he, he didn't wake up. And so he we just kind of went back to sleep. And then when I, my next alarm went off, I was like, I'll set it for six, you know. So we get up out of the truck, and it's like daylight. So you're walking into the woods, it's daylight. So all the, you know, uh, getting in the woods for daylight was out. And it started raining on us. So we got out of the woods, sat in the truck for a little bit, and then we had brought some potatoes and stuff to to cook some like fries and stuff. And so he went to cut up these potatoes, and he was using his pocket knife, which you know whatever. Well, <clears throat> he cut it. He cut himself pretty good, and he bled all over these potatoes. And I mean that was all we brought, and so we just rinsed them off with water, and 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 cooked these things. It was it was it was gross, but it was a very manly thing we did, you know, um, and so it was, it was funny, so I, I tease him about that every now and then, and so I make a point to set my alarm, you know, a little bit earlier than I have to, um, or depending on who I'm with, the other person will wake me up, um, but I think my, like, I think the you know, I like I like to hunt, but I'm a really I'm a relatively inexperienced new hunter. I've I've been hunting since, well, 
since Kinsley was born, so about 10 years, but like, you know, um, I'm not an avid hunter. I just enjoy to go. I enjoy being out there, but I am an avid fisherman. So like I said, and that kind of all started for me, I think when I was, I mean, I, I was as young as I can remember, I, uh, my dad got me into, you know, my whole family, we, we would go take a, a family vacation. We'd go get a cabin on uh, Lake Lodi in Wisconsin, in the Wisconsin Dell area. It's massive, massive, um, huge lake, um, which, uh, maybe a story for another time, but we got stuck in a huge storm out on this little aluminum boat on this massive lake. And, uh, that was a scary, um, experience, but I'll say that for another episode, I think, but I'll never forget because <clears throat> when I got old enough to take this responsibility, I, I did. And, and what it was is, um, the night before we leave, or for me, I think it was even like the week we were getting ready to leave, we would get paid by Red Bull and Slim Jims and all this stuff that we'd take out on the boat. And um, I I really enjoyed going through the tackle box and making sure we had everything. And I would make a list of what we didn't have and what we needed. Um, and like I'd make sure the, 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 the fishing poles were, uh, you know, the rod and reels were ready to go. And... Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that, and I still do. Like, it was something that has stuck with me, and, um, you know, I have, you know, Jackson and Kinsley, they have fishing poles. I'm trying to, you know, get them a little more into it now. Um, but it's just it's just one of those things I love to do. And I have a I have a very healthy addiction to, to bass fishing and fishing in general. But I am most of like 98.9% of my tackle is geared toward bass fishing. Um, and it's, and it's good for me. You know, it is, it's a, it's a healthy addiction I have. It's, it's one of those addictions that you should have and I encourage it. Um, but you know, it's, um, it's, it is, um, something I don't get to do quite as much as I'd like. And I, I keep telling myself, I'd really like to have a boat. Uh, a bass boat, you know, or, you know, Vera one says, oh, well, if we're going to have a boat, we should get a pontoon because we could take the family on that. Well, sure. Okay. But have you ever tried bass fishing off of off a pontoon? And I'm not talking about, you know, cat fishing or, you know, something where you're going to go sit up in an area and you're going to like anchor and you're going to like be there like that might, you know, okay, sure. A pontoon might be great for that because it's comfortable. What, and you're just going to let your, you know, you're going to let, um, the rods just sit, but if you're bass fishing and you're moving around and bass fishing is all about movement, um, at least certain times of the year, you know, most, you know, the, the, you know, the fish are going to, um, uh, be moving around. They're going to be, uh, more active. And so the technique and the approach to catching bass, you know, um, at least the time of year that I get to fish most, you know, just casting at the same spot over and over and over again, uh, is, is futile. So you need to be moving around. You have to be able to fish the shoreline. Well, you can't get a, a pontoon into, you know, very shallow water easily when there's, you know, when there's structure and things around, which is where those bass are. So I keep, I have this war in myself that I want like, like, um, some kind of small bass boat. 
And then I'm like, yeah, but if I have it, if I don't, I don't get to fish very much anyway, um, that it will just sit there. And then I'm like, well, the reason you don't fish very much is because you don't have a boat. So I'm having this very complicated discussion with my inner self and, um, neither side is one yet, obviously. Well, my side of, I don't need it has been winning, but, um, the jury is still out on that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm telling you was is scary hunting kind of going backwards here is bear hunting is a little intimidating. So when we used to go up to the North Georgia mountains, we bear hunt and I, I never saw a bear, but I saw a lot of their poop and, um, you know, and I watched plenty of videos of bears climbing up trees, you know, pawing at the hunter's boots and stuff. So that's, that, that is nerve wracking. And I don't really expect that I'll be doing it like that ever again, just cause it's, you know, I'd rather not die now that I have three children. Um, but you know, like I referred to earlier, I had a lot of time to sit and think about things and goals and, and things I want to do this year and um, things I want to change about myself this year. And um, one of the things that um, hit me was, uh, I'm trying to make some notes here to reference to, but uh, I was telling Vera that we need to be more intentional and be more deliberate, to be more perfect, purposeful on how we tackle um like the holidays and stuff this year. So this last year, 2023, seemed like Christmas came so quick and we we got we decorated late. And so the Christmas season in, in our house was so fleeting. It it wasn't quite um, as festive and as, you know, I would have, you know, would have preferred. And so, and, you know, trying to take advantage of, um, just that time together, um, we need to be more, you know, intentional this year. Um, <clears throat> you know, cause we can get so busy trying to get ahead that, you know, we miss things that, that really matter, like setting, um, you know, decorations out with the kids and, you know, watching them get excited. Now we did do that. It's not like that we didn't, but we didn't do it early enough, you know, like I, I we should have. And so, uh, it just really felt um, just very rushed this year, and it just disappeared on us so fast. Uh, and so speaking of that, I saw a quote the other day that read, um, I don't know if this is exactly right, but it said, your kids won't remember how much money you spent, but they will remember the memories you made. So like, you know, it's that's a pretty simple, you know, explanatory quote. You know, it's, you know, you can, you can be focused on giving your kids nice things, but what they're going to remember later in life is not the gift necessarily. It's going to be the time that you spent during that time together. And like, uh, a perfect example of that and for me personally is all the family vacations. We'd go to this cabin. I was just referencing, I, I couldn't tell you, um, to save my life, what kind of fishing pole I had at, when I was a kid, because it wasn't real fancy. We were home missions kids. We didn't have real expensive, fancy stuff. But, I mean, we caught plenty and plenty of fish. Like, I, it wasn't like my dad went and bought me an expensive, you know, Daiwa rod and reel. You know, my buddy Jesse, you know, he, he can tell you all kinds of expensive tackle equipment, which, 
Jesse, if you're listening, we're going to do a, an episode about bass fishing very soon, if, if you'll come on. Um, but I remember going on the vacation. I remember things such as uh, one of the locations on the lake that we would go fish called White Rock. It was a very, very deep section of the lake, but it had this like rock face that was massive. And it had these two big white painted like circles on it. I don't remember if they were painted as like like man-made painted or if it was just discoloration, but it was called White Rock. And um, the idea behind this place, why it was so popular to fish um, and why, you know, all the local people told us to go there was that it was deep. But the time of year we were there, um, you'd get your, uh, you like like a rattle trap or like a lipless crankbait. You'd get that right up against the rocks and you'd let it in there. Was, so there was no, there was no uh, foliage or anything directly below that rock face. So you'd get it right up in that uh, rock and you'd let it fall and like bounce across against that shelf and then you would you'd you'd start retrieving it and they would they would hit it so yeah it was really cool so these are the things that i remembered you know not and i know we didn't have real expensive um like i said we didn't have real expensive tackle and the you know the top of the line everything uh we didn't even fish with a fish finder for years you know uh we just would go fish um, but it stuck with me to the day and I don't remember how much money it cost, but you know, cause my parents didn't talk about that kind of stuff, but it was great and we loved it. Um, you know, to this day, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bass fisherman, you know, all over that. Um, um, you know, and so, um, you know, my goal this year is to, to grow and be a better dad and husband like I'm obviously mentioned already um and so you know how 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 am I going to do that well you know being a Christian obviously I'm going to try to you know be reading the Bible more and trying to um help my kids focus on on uh on you know their salvation more you know Kinsley's received the Holy Ghost but uh Jackson's you know very close receiving it's been talking about it um and so part of being a better dad and a husband, I, I think for me personally, and this might not, you know, this is, I think this is good for anybody, but for me especially, um, and if you knew me personally, you'd understand why I'm saying this. And I'm, I, I wrote it down, so I'm going to just read it the way I wrote it. I plan on trying not to be so stressed at things I cannot control and just do my best at what I can and have confidence in those things that I have given my best effort. You know, um, we can spend so much time um, being so disjointed and bent out of shape over what other people do to you and to us. And um, you're you're never going to see it. I realize that I, I'll, I'll never get to where I need to be personally if I constantly respond to negative things done to me in in a negative way because you know I can't like um I just had to take a, a continuing education class for my real estate license and the instructor said a very profound thing you know it's simple but profound is that the only person I can control 
is me. So like I cannot control what you do. I can't control what my neighbor does. I can't control what a coworker does, but I can control how I respond to it and what I allow it to do to me emotionally and mentally. And she, you know, this uh, lady was phenomenal. Um, actually, I'm going to do another episode and talk more about what she said. But one, th- one thing I will point out, another thing I should say, is she was talking about in, the, in real estate, unfortunately, you get a lot of disrespectful agents that will call you and be, especially experienced seasoned agents when they know you've, you're not real, you know, you haven't been in the game real long. They'll just be kind of belittling and they'll talk down to you and sometimes just outright swear at you, you know, depending. And she said that, um, she has a, um, she goes by this. She's like, no one speaks to me and no one ever has a chance. No one ever has the ability to cuss me out because you're not speaking to me if I've never, if I haven't received what you've said. All right. So I'm going to say that one more time. I thought this was really, really great. She said, it doesn't matter what you've said to me on this. She's talking about a phone call or, you know, just someone interacting with her. She's like, it doesn't matter what you've said to me. If I don't believe it and I don't receive it about myself, you have not actually spoken to me. You know, so it's kind of like the same idea of saying, speaking into someone's life. Like you can let people speak into your life, but are they speaking in good things or are they speaking in bad things? And this lady was absolutely saying, you're not going to speak bad things into my life because I haven't received it. So you haven't spoken that into me. Which I think that's just, that's just a really, really f- a beautiful thing. And I mean, I was there with my broker, Marte, which is also one of my best buddies. And he, we were looking at each other like, hey man, preach it. Um, which I'm going to do another episode and I already am working on it about some, some of the things she was talking about and how I think it's uh, phenomenal. Um, but you know, I, I just, I felt like, uh, I should share that with you early cause it was just so, um, uh, so good. And, um, <clears throat> so, you know, with, uh, that kind of in mind, like, you know, I also understand that, you know, I can't please everybody. Um, there's this, um, guy on Instagram I follow. He's kind of like, like an inspirational, motivational speaker. His name is Jay Shetty. And he says that um, people don't change for people for other people. They have they have to they have to change for themselves, and they have to have they have to have a good reason to. Um, so like, you know, I I can't please everybody. I can't change everybody that might do something to me. I I can't affect those um, people that don't have a good reason to change what they're doing. But I can change. You know, and I can find a good reason to change things about myself. Um, and so, obviously, like I said, I I'm gonna be trying to, you know, read the Bible more this year. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the um, the scholar like my brothers are and my dad by any means. But, you know, I do need the obviously I mean, everyone needs to be reading the Bible more. But when I read the Bible or anything. I, I highlight um, anything that just jumps out at me. And it, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know how when 
there's like kind of that joke that that says uh, uh, if you haven't put it on Facebook or social media, did it actually happen? So like you were on vacation, but if it's not on social media, were you actually on vacation? Kind of like you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it act? Did it make a sound? You know, so it's just kind of funny. So I say that because for me, when I'm reading a book, if I didn't highlight something, it didn't happen. So like if I want something to stand out for me, I highlight it, not just for past reference sake to go back through and like something just like, oh, that highlighted that. What is that about again? I mean, yeah, that's obvious. But for me in the moment, if I want a particular thing to stand out and really jump into my brain, I highlight it and then I'll, I'll look at it again and I'll move on. So sometimes it takes me a while to get through books because I'm highlighting it and trying to absorb it. Um, but so with that being said, I saw back at Christmas time, I asked for it for Christmas. Santa Claus didn't bring it to me. So I don't believe anymore. Sorry, Santa, I won't leave any cookies out this year because, and I'm telling my kids, you don't exist because you didn't bring me this. It was a, um, a Bible, but it was called, uh, dark theme or something along those lines. And what it was is exactly what you would think it is it was or if you're not thinking this let me explain it it was the bible on black paper with white font white lettering and then obviously the words of jesus spoken were in red but it was all on a black canvas it was beautiful it was it was like matte black and i in my mind i saw that on instagram I instantly thought, oh, how cool would that be if I had my highlighters, how cool and like vibrant it would look, like just how much more would that stand out? Um, so I'm going to make a point to try to get that this year because I just, it was just so cool and I just thought I'd, I'd share it. And um, at Christmas time, you know, you see all kinds of ads for things. I saved it somewhere. Um, you know, and kind of going back to spending time with my kids this year and some of my resolutions and for myself and you know so I was talking to well I was gonna I wasn't gonna say but it was I was talking to my mom and she was talking to me about how um you only have so much time you only you only have such a small window of time to be influential in your kids lives and you know I don't want to sound repetitive but you know we can spend so much time just trying to get ahead and make money and you know, be successful that like we turn around and our kids are, you know, my daughter, she's almost 10. She'll be 10 next month. My son will be six in April of this year. My daughter, my youngest just turned one. It's like you turn around and time's gone. You know, I don't know how much success I've had in 2023, but you know, uh, it's, um, you know, it's sad to think back that like, you know, did I spend enough time with my kids? Like, did I make enough memories with my kids this year that they're not going to feel like I was, you know, they were on the sidelines watching me live life, you know, trying to pay the bills. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to look back years from now and, and have regret and say that I chose to do nothing, you know, but work and impress those around me while, you know, my kids are, you know, feeling disconnected from me as, as, you know, their dad. 
and that's not to say that I'm not striving to succeed and, you know, make, you know, businesses successful and, and all that and do a good job and make money. I mean, I am for sure. And every, you know, every parent's goal is to provide for, you know, and give their kids a good standard of living. You know, we all want better for our kids than we had, you know, but, you know, that can't be at the expense of, you know, my family just giving them means to eat and pay the bills. I mean, that's, there's more to it. And so trying to put things in perspective for you. And, you know, I know this is kind of a cliche, but like, you know, we always say, well, money isn't the cure all, you know, and it's, it's true, you know, cause if it was, you know, we wouldn't have all these millionaires, you know, these celebrities killing themselves. I mean, left and right, these million, you know, these very wealthy celebrities, very successful, well thought of celebrities are, are killing themselves. Um, you know, so <clears throat> start wrapping, wrapping this episode, episode uh, sorry, episode, no nope, episode. Um, but that's what you say when you're, when it is almost one in the morning and, um, your brain's tired. So I have finally watched, um, sound, um, sound of freedom. And let me tell you as a parent, I recommend it, you know, I mean, I think it's something that every parent needs to see and be aware of. And what I appreciated about the movie and Jim Caviezel and everyone involved was in, in making that movie was, which is based on a true story, which it makes it even more upsetting. I mean, the, the, the plot would be very upsetting if it was fictional, but the fact that this happened, um, was just disturbing on many levels, but they, they did a really good job in this movie at, um, making you feel, um, the anger at what was happening, you know, and, and, um, making you, you know, realize and understand and come face to face with the depravity, but nothing was graphic. So, you know, obviously the child sex trafficking, you know, it's, it's, it's a very hard topic, but the movie did an, an amazing job at, um, showing, um, the ugly side without showing all the ugly side. And, and that, and that was a brilliant choice because like if they had, if it had been, um, any other way, I wouldn't have been able to watch it. But I mean, it was just heart wrenching and, um, it was, it was so good. Um, and I think the last time I read just like a week or so ago, it has made $250 million, maybe more than that now. And it is, and it is officially the most successful independent film in history, in history. Um, cause it wasn't backed by a big Hollywood studio. It actually got blocked from many of these, um, streaming platforms, you know, because they're all the, these movie studios, these big wigs that own these companies, they're in on all this stuff. Like they're, they're facilitating these things. They're, they, they know people that are doing this. So for them, it's a very touchy, you know, like don't poke the bear type of topic. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. Um, and, and it was great because it, it surpassed Taylor Swift's um, um, 2023 documentary 
type thing they did about her. And so it blew that out of the water and everything. And it was just, just so funny. Um, but it's a great movie. Um, watch it. You know, I mean, I don't cry easily, but there was points where I was like, touch him, Jesus, Lord help him. Cause like, it was just so heart wrenching, but it was a, you know, for me, Oh, well, I'll tell you this at the beginning, the way the movie opens up with the, uh, when all like the credits are coming in at the beginning, um, they show like, um, footage like captured from like street cameras and store cameras, um, security cameras and all that of like actual people abducting children, like right off the road. And one of them was a lady like, like with her back, like she was sitting down and had her back like against like this like support pillar thing like inside some like mall or something and she had obviously fallen asleep this guy walked around picked the baby up out of her arms while she was asleep and walked off the mother never moved she never knew what happened and so it's just like if nothing else the movie should show you you know it should at least um help you understand how careful you need to be with your kids and, um, sadly is like, I, I think now I, I can't, I, I don't feel comfortable like with my kids going out in the front yard to try to play like they like to do. They'll go out the back and then they'll want to go in the front to just play because we have a big front and backyard. Well, after that, I'm like, nope, you, you, you can be right there. You could be right there and still have something happen. And if your kids are out of sight, you know, and you couldn't get to them, like it would just be like a snap and they're gone. So it, it just gave me a lot of insight and, um, you know, gave me a lot more motivation to, you know, know where my kids are and not just let them wander around. But, you know, great things are going to be happening in 2024. I believe it. And, you know, a lot of self growth that I, you know, hope to have this year, a lot of boundaries I hope to be setting this year. And, um, you know, shifting directions and making positive changes and being a better person and just being a better father and husband and brother and friend and everything. So thank you all for listening to me for nearly 40 minutes. You know, again, as always, these are just my thoughts. These are just my very humble opinions, but whatever. <laughs>